If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Women Physicians Lead, hosted by Dr. Lisa Herbert, helps women physicians move from surviving to thriving in their personal and professional lives. Dr. Lisa shares leadership tips, burnout support, stress management strategies, and inspiration from women physicians who've made remarkable transitions into leadership roles. There's a fantastic episode that you should check out called Taking Care of Yourself During the Journey about how women physicians can care for themselves while on their leadership journeys. Check out Women Physicians Lead on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. I'm Dr. Tara, and this is Hopeful Hints, a podcast where you'll receive quick, hopeful hints on all things women's health and infertility. Here, you will find education, inspiration, and most importantly, find peace and empowerment as you walk through the next steps in your healthcare journey. Hey everyone, Dr. Terry here, continuing our conversation on insulin resistance and some things you can do. And I'm going to talk about a pretty hot topic. I'm probably behind when I say it's a hot topic, but I've been managing this in my clinic for years already. Insulin resistance, but the new, it's not even new anymore, but tactical drug semaglutide. Again, 300 different ways to pronounce that. I say semaglutide. The other we're going to talk about a little bit is trizipatide, which is the bougie version, as I call it, of semaglutide. We're going to break this down, but specifically for PCOS and insulin resistance management. So we're going to talk about how this drug kind of works and some maybe tips or tricks on getting access to it. If you're a patient at my clinic, I go above and beyond to get insurance to cover it. We play the game and we have compound pharmacies. I'm a believer in compound pharmacies. They're safe, they're effective. I use legit compound pharmacies and I have a process in place to ensure my patients are safe. So make sure you're working with a healthcare provider if they are using compound pharmacies that have screened and really have some systems in place to ensure that that is being taken care of. But there is ways for you to get it. So if you're somebody out there right now, and you're paying 800 or more do- dollars for your Wagobi Ozempic, uh, move on to a new provider because there's ways to get that for way, way cheaper. So let's dive in. First of all, for all my PCOS sisters, this is for you today. We're going to talk about it and for insulin resistance. So again, remember from last week's conversation, just because you have insulin resistance does not mean you have PCOS. And if you have PCOS, you may not even have insulin resistance, but there are many, many, many of you do. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about why that's important, especially for fertility and cycle regulation and things like that too. But we we have to manage your symptoms of PCOS. It's about managing life long. Not, oh, you had your kids, now you're done. Forget about it, it goes away. PCOS is life long. Insulin resistance can flare and get controlled flare, get controlled flare. So we need to look at some options that are out there. Now, when we're talking about these prescription medications today, you've got to be having lifestyle changes in with that. You cannot just take this and make no changes. But many of you are, you're tired. You're extreme fatigue. You don't feel well. So for me to be like, okay, go hit hit the gym up. Let's go. Let's go, sister. Like, not going to work. That's not, you don't even, you can't even get off the couch. It's like a weight dragging behind you. So. I bring this, we bring changes in, we bring this medication in, and then you feel better, and then you can go do all those things. Many of you, if not all of you, know what to do. 
you just don't feel well. There's, a, again, a weight dragging behind you. So we got to get you feeling well. So what is semaglutide? So this is a medication that was initially developed for type 2 diabetes, but it's called a GLP-1 receptor agonist. And it mimics an intestinal hormone in our bodies that says, hey, insulin, release. And so it gives some, some very strict cues on that. And in turn, what this does is helps lower your blood sugar. And interestingly enough, we know it also helps aid in weight loss. Well, yeah, if we're controlling our insulin levels, we're going to lose weight. Duh. The connection is with the ability to address insulin resistance and PCOS. That is where they are hand in hand. If there's obesity in PCOS, I'm going to put my money on it. You have insulin resistance that has not been addressed. Sorry, but metformin does not work well for many of you. If it does, amazing. Don't think that that's your only option. If you're just being given metformin and it's not working and you feel stuck, find a new provider who's up to date on these medications, on the changing world of PCOS. A lot of new data studies and guidelines have come out on PCOS. So make sure you work with a provider who fully understands PCOS. But when we work with your insulin resistance, many of your PCOS symptoms will improve. The hair growth, the acne. I have this little book, but I keep kind of looking down at it. So if you're on YouTube, you can see me doing this. But I, I present this little booklet to patients and I, I tell the story of how I threw it in the garbage when I got it. It's a pamphlet from pharmaceutical reps. And I get angry because of insurance coverage, as every healthcare provider does. But there's this beautiful picture, if you're looking, and it has all these different systems listed on what this magical medication can do. And if you're looking, you can see there's ovaries listed. Wonderful. Does it matter? If I have PCOS as a diagnosis in your chart, it doesn't matter. They don't cover it. So I threw it with the bridge. I said, until I can use this in my practice for the diagnosis of PCOS, insulin resistance, now obesity is one of them, but not all of you are obese. You still have insulin resistance too. So I dug it out because I liked the visual, um, that the visualization here that they use for it. But and just to give you guys some statistics, PCOS is one of the most common endocrine disorders in women. We know that. Nearly 5 million U.S. women of reproductive age have PCOS. So think of all the women that are outside of what they consider reproductive age or worldwide. A lot of you have PCOS and many of you have not even been diagnosed yet. But we, we tend to get obesity, excess fat around our waist, our midsection, can't lose it, gained it there out of nowhere. And then a lot of other symptoms of PCOS get worse when, when we gain the weight or when this happens or when we have our insulin levels not controlled. And so they know that 38% to 88% of women with PCOS are overweight or living with what's categorized as obesity, which on the good old BMI scale doesn't take much. Fine with me for insurance purposes, wink, wink. But symptoms that that really semaglutide, trizipatide can help with are regulating your menstrual cycle. Many of you are on it right now. I can't, I have tried everything under the sun with you. We can't get those cycles regulated, tend to bring in the big guns, this stuff. Androgen levels. So again, the hair growth to your face or body, that's kind of what the heck is going on with this. We can actually see, and I've seen it in my practice already, your androgen levels, which are DHEAS, your testosterone levels drop. Like I can drop them in half with this. If you have actual enlarged ovaries or actual polycystic ovaries, 
reminder, this is where I tell you, you don't need an ultrasound to diagnose PCOS. You can have PCOS without an ultrasound showing it, but it will actually help improve if you are having ovarian cyst issues. And then, of course, metabolic issues with insulin resistance. So it does a lot of great things that they talk about further body systems and here joint pain. If you have, of course, diabetes, I've seen it help with non-alcoholic fatty liver disease and sleep. We can get you sleeping more, but it's really, really been successful. With semi-glutide, if you sort of have symptoms or you have failed it because you have side effects, that's when we can move to the trizipatides. And there's a new one that just came out December of 2023 that I've been switching people over to that are falling into the category of it, but it's called ZepBound. And so there's just advancements happening. I can get people qualified for that too as well, typically in the practice. But again, looking at improving your menstrual cycles, helping with some of those androgen excess symptoms. We've seen improvement in fertility outcomes with it as well. We can help improve your weight. Again, let's talk about some cautions and considerations. And you always have to be working with your healthcare provider to determine if this is right for you. But a lot of the side effects are like heartburn, nausea, diarrhea, constipation, and stomach cramps, but really just monitoring them. Are they minimal? Are they passing? Is it always when you do a dose change? And then cost. Again, I said it before, but I can't believe that people actually would pay $800 out of pocket for this. Not necessary. We can do. Other things with your insurance, switch brand names, get you on a compound one to make this more affordable. Again, with the new ones that just came out this month, we can maybe flip you over and see if you qualify for that. And then when you get feeling better, we're going to work on your lifestyle changes, get you moving more, work on that balanced diet. I mean, really get just get you feeling better. Um, of course, and if fertility is your goal, we can get your cycles back. So there is definitely an exciting movement happen here with this. We've seen it already, some of us. Again, the barrier to care, insurance, go figure. But for those that have weight management issues, insulin resistance, I even bring in cycle regulation and fertility because I've just seen some wonderful things happen in my practice with this. It's, it's not a standalone. It's, it's we have to do this and. But we have failed other things and now it's time for this. But really, I, I'm hoping with ongoing research and insurance companies cooperating and seeing how great this really is, we can bring it in to practice more. And then make it a separate approach for PCOS management. So work with your healthcare provider, have a conversation with them on an additional one that understands this as well to see if they can get you qualified, get you on it if you qualify for it and get you feeling better if you are experiencing PCOS symptoms, not controlled insulin resistance. Thanks for listening. See you back here next week.